And now, live from Isolation Station in Burbank, California, it's the plague, week 10 of the Allison Rose and his Union Best Friend Show. Tonight, Allison welcomes her guest. He's a comedian who's taking time while sheltering in place to set a mood by lighting candles, playing soft music, and slow dancing with his very confused cat, Bug. It's Jordan Morris. And he's a comedian who's just doing it the best he can, leaning on no one but himself. He's breaking all the fingers in some guy's hand. Nothing comes easy. It's Ken Reed. Tone Zone is here to say yas, hydroxychloroquine. I'm her husband, Daniel, saying hop inside our quarantine pod and say hello to your only friend, Allison Rosen. Allison Rosen. Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Allison, Allison, we'll have the good times never end. Allison Rosen, do the way we get to dance again. Allison Rosen, Allison's your new best friend. Hello, my little devil dogs. Welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. That particular carbohydrate was sent in on Patreon. Patreon. <laughs> Didn't mean to hit that one, but that's, what the, that's the one we're getting this week, I guess. By Justin Roberts. Um, all sorts of fun stuff on Patreon. In fact, the video of this episode, uh, the video of, of us recording this episode, which might include mistakes that will be edited out of the version you hear in your ears uh, is one of the many things available on Patreon. I've been having a lot of fun with Patreon lately. So patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. I would like to say hello to my guests. And then I would like to ask Tony who that was that we heard singing Patreon. <laughs> but first, hello and welcome back to the show, Ken Reed. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. Am I the first East Coast guest since the plague? Uh, we had Jenna and Al and they're Georgia. Okay. I that's, think that's, yeah, that counts. What is, does it count though? I mean, I mean it's the, the south, south and it's kind of, we don't really consider that part of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I need to talk to them to find out how they're doing since the complete real, like Georgia was starting to reopen or I forget if it ever shut exactly like entirely, but. It's it's more open now, so I need to find out like what they're doing. But anyway, welcome and thank you thank for you. representing the East Coast. You're quite welcome. I am happy mm -hmm. to do so. I feel like I'm talking to someone who works in a TV repair shop and also has cool lights. What's? Please explain <laughs> your background. <laughs> uh, I'm in my office slash my little studio where I do TV guidance counselor. Uh, so normally I have a guest sitting where this bear wearing a uh, grumpy bear Care Bears onesie is. <laughs> and uh yeah this is this is my little hovel it's a small little room in my very old house and uh all my junk is in here i have become quite a fan of your house because you've been posting a lot of it on instagram it's do you live in like the cutest most quaint quintessential uh northeast house it's very new englandy it's it's from the mid 1800s and the addition the new part of the house is from the 1920s and it used to be a <laughs> this house used to be a bakery in mm -hmm. the 1800s because the other houses on the street were were shoe factories <laughs> and people didn't have ovens. So my basement uh, used to be the part where they'd come in and buy bread. And there's uh, so it's an old house. Oh, people definitely died in this house. Are there ghost mm. loaves? There's ghost <laughs> loaves. Yeah, there is there is sourdough down there that will chill you to the bone. <laughs> yeah. Do you occasionally get a smell of some sort of um, 
some sort of pastry that uh, has unfinished business. Yeah, like sulfur danishes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jordan Morris, welcome back to the show. Hi, it's good to how's be it, here. How's it going? It's good. I I would maybe describe Ken's house as a part of the set from MTV's remote control. <laughs> oh, nice. That's, that is the highest compliment anyone's ever paid to me. And I mean, it's where my, a young Colin Quinn got his start, uh, a young I, Adam Sandler. You're talking about my house, right? Not remote control. Your house, <laughs> they yes. They, here. <laughs> yeah, they, they, were, uh, they were bakers who were uh, uh, suffocated in uh, the 1800s. My, my goal with my house is to recreate the remote control set and the over-our-head store from Facts of Life. So... Speaking my language. Oh, I do not get that one, but <laughs> oh, Jordan, I will, assume, I will assume that it's right on. Jordan, I feel like you're not that much younger than we are. No, you are. Um, look, how conversant are you with facts of life, Jordan? Well, you know, it's interesting. It, it, it's uh, I, I've kind of been been into this idea recently, or, or or kind of interested in this thing about you know the kind of like micro generations within generations, like, right? Like people who are a little bit younger than me care about things like Pokemon and Space Jam. And these are things that I have no feelings about. But people like two or three years younger than me love dearly. And like – and yeah, and like I I think I am, you know, like part of the like last little micro generation that became obsessed with The Simpsons and then it became South Park. So I don't know. It's really interesting and I think – oh. I'm getting a phone call. Well, I will take this time because I have a question about the microgeneration stuff oh. to introduce Tony Thaxton, Hello. producer. Hello. I feel like now Tony has been changing up his background too. This is the same no, as last week. No, this is the most recent one. Yeah. yeah. I'm okay. always in the same room. I just changed some things around. But yeah, this oh, is the same Oh, that's not a JPEG? That's your actual room? That's my room. <laughs> now, is very that a, cool. Is that a barn door like in Mr. Ed behind you? Does it Does it open with two... Oh, I wish. Halves? Boy, do I wish. I forgot about that door. Get a chainsaw. That's a home improvement project. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Come on, Tony. Chainsaw your door. All right. Chainsaw your door. I'll be back. You guys are good without me, right? You're not man enough. That's that's very true. (laughs) (laughs) Do you you wear a mask? Do I wear a mask? Pussy. Just kidding. (laughs) Um, Tony wears a mask (laughs) when he goes outside. Guys, stop it. Because he cares got a, about should have others. a big, big dick on it if you wear it. <laughs> <laughs> look at me, I'm Tony. I'm so conscientious. Oh, look at this prick on my face. <laughs> <laughs> so back to this micro generation. Yes, stuff. Uh, and I think that facts of life is something that if, if like that I just missed. I think I just missed it, and uh, and therefore it is a thing that I have no feelings about. But people, you know, maybe a little bit, a little bit older than me, care very deeply about. Yeah, I think I started watching it. I can't even remember when I started watching it. I just, it was always something that I was into. Um, I think I was like five or six. But again, I can't remember discovering it. I just know that it's it's very closely associated with my childhood. But I think that to a generation a little bit younger than me, Saved by the Bell and Boy Meets World are yeah, very, they're very passionate examples. about them. Great examples. Is anyone here where that were you guys super into those shows? I definitely yeah. watched Saved by the Bell. I never ever thought it was good. Even as a kid, no, right. I knew it was terrible, but yeah, I Yeah, it objectively sucks. Yeah, but I still watched it and like always, like couldn't wait to watch it. Uh, it was a but, nice it was a nice way to ease out a Saturday morning. 
<laughs> so you knew that Saturday right. morning was like transitioning into being over. Right. Yeah. Like but you needed something between cartoons and golf. but i was like weirdly in the middle because i there was some facts of life for me as well so i i kind of got both now what 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 era of facts of life though because there's like three distinct eras (laughs) yeah uh i i'm i can remember two of them specifically i don't know how to explain one of them one i just remember the the house come to the right place yeah Yeah. i I don't know i assume it was like the middle era and Uh, edibles era did they have a bakery (laughs) <laughs> oh, it's been too long. I do remember the the later part though, where they had the like the store and like George right. Clooney was on it, and yeah. that's the over our head store. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So if you remember a house, it probably was Edna's Edibles time, unless it was them living in a school, which also looked like a house. But no, mm. but you could tell it was a yeah. school. That yeah. Was a half season, half yeah. seasoner. I think that we're of the same age where we were old enough to catch it when it was in syndication on every day, the older seasons, but the last like two seasons were still on first run on Saturday nights. Yeah. So we got like a double dose. So it really stuck with us. Wait, are you talking about Saved by the Bell or are you talking about Facts no, of no, Life? No, no, no. Facts of Life. Oh, you and me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And me. And Tony. Uh, but not yeah. you, Jordan. <laughs> do do any of you guys? I mean, I'm I'm, I'm uh, I specifically want to know about Allison. But do any do any of you like is is Facts of Life like a, a is it like on Netflix? Do people comfort stream it like they do Friends or Frasier? They should. I, it is. It was on Canadian Netflix for a little while, but I oh. don't believe. Wait, it's on, Ken has it's on Roku channel. <laughs> oh, good. I don't have Roku. Uh, you don't need it. It's a free app, and you really? can download Roku Channel on anything. And it's got uh, Facts of Life, Different Strokes. I mean, um, Different World. It's got Head of the Class. Uh, there's oh, wow. a bunch of good eighty stuff on there. I um, actually have the Facts of Life box set now. However, I don't even know that we have a DVD player hooked up. I think I have to play it through Daniel's video game console. Oh, yeah, that's what I do. That's easy you enough. play it through Daniel's video game console? <laughs> yeah. How is that good to you? I've been hearing that. <laughs> I, z- I zoom Allison. They put it, they, she turns her computer <laughs> toward the TV. Yeah. That explains so much. Um, okay. I did, we've been talking about TV, but I did specifically want you to play TV Talk so we could talk about more modern TV. But first, before that, we must catch up. Jordan has big, huge, exciting news. Ooh. Please talk about the news that has broken about jordan morris and bubble oh sure i thought maybe by the uh by big news you meant the fact that my doctor told me i should cut back on carbs oh i didn't even know about that, that. Did that's you tweet what's about going it? on this week for me the okay. other stuff is far in my rear view no um did you have yeah. a telemedicine visit where they said <laughs> hey i saw you on the zoom cut back on carbs right what is this based on <laughs> no i uh i i i, I went in uh like Right before, you know, society closure and uh, uh, my doctor said, like, oh, you gained a little weight, which was a little, which was I was I was uh, kind of uh, surprised at because I had been like swimming so much. Mm-hmm. And I think kind of what had happened was I I, I justified eating like shit because I was swimming so much. And I'm like, well, that's, burn, I'm just going to burn where, this off later. That's where exercise gets you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, so now I cannot, uh, uh, swim. Um, so I'm, 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 I'm on a little diet and it fucking sucks. Anyway. <laughs> so hit the recommendation, the specific diet recommendation was to cut back on carbs. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, 
so so yeah so i'm like you know just very you know being very choosy with my carbs and like the other day i i like got this very like very boring down the middle like takeout salad for lunch just mm. a you know those fucking lunch salads you guys know what i'm talking about sure, like, oh, let's get some chicken on it <laughs> <laughs> god i'm so sorry i need to find a way to make my phone not go through my your laptop. phone's blowing up because you're important yeah. Now. Uh, anyway. You got those Hollywood people about your big news. <laughs> we heard about the carbs. <laughs> um, so my uh, so my like my like lunch salad came with this little like um, Ziploc baggie of pitas, like three slices of pita. Oh. And I'm like, I'll eat one of these pita slices. And it was it. I the, I will always remember biting into this pita slice. It was so it it. And I'm like this, and at the end, it was amazing. It was like a, I, it was such a memorable bite of food. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> you just haven't had this for a week, and you were mm-hmm. addicted to it, and now the like, but I don't, but maybe that's a good place to be, where like the very like most basic carb is like transcendent. Anyway, sure. So did it make you then? Was it then harder to not continue to eat more carbs? Yeah, it really was. I mean, I I almost ate the other two slices, but I threw them away. I wasted food in the name of of, health. Why didn't you save those for a treat like later in the week? I should have. But, you know, I was was afraid I would, uh, you know, I was afraid I might, you know, get up in the middle of the night and have some sort of uh, dissociative pita fugue. Girlfriend, you are speaking my language. Thank you. And I like being called girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, like, I'm more into that than I thought I would be. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah, it's, it's very yeah. weird. Yeah, I think, you know, obviously a lot, a lot of people talk about like, how, like how, how bad their diets have gotten during all this, which I totally fucking understand. And, you know, any, 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 everybody should have leeway to, you know, do self-care stuff and treat themselves. But, yeah, it is a little bit weird going on a extreme for me diet while all this is happening. Yeah. Anyway, I also am currently not eating carbs. Um, I periodically do that, and the first couple of days, like, did you have a headache or I don't oh, know how yeah. extreme you were? Crazy yeah. headaches, crazy. Yeah, the head and, and yeah. So, so, but your other news? Oh, my other news. Yeah. So the uh, it, it it hit the trades recently. Um, so the the podcast I did in 2018, Bubble, it was like a narrative sci-fi podcast. Um. Yeah, we're we, we're we're making it as a movie with, uh, with Sony Animation and nice. uh, some of the folks who produced the Spider-Man movies and Seth Rogen and yeah, so it's it's, it's fun. So I'm I'm kind of sitting at home writing a movie. Wow, that's so cool. When I'm not podcasting, of course, podcasting is my first priority. Always will be. Um, oh, I'm but, glad to see you have not changed. Yes, po- po- <laughs> podcasting got me where I am, and I'm not going to forget my roots. What if your Just doctor's like, like your doctor's like, "Hey, you got to lay off the podcasting," <laughs> and then and then you go on like a really shitty podcast for like two minutes, and you're like, "That was the greatest thing ever." Oh, I loved I love talking about the Dark Knight with those two guys from Minneapolis, <laughs> <laughs> the two men's rights activists. Yes. From Minneapolis. <laughs> <laughs> have there been uh, other podcasts that have turned into movies? Uh, boy, I don't Ooh, good know. Question. That's a great question. I don't think so. Yeah, I can't think of anything. <gasps> You're blazing You're a trail. Wait a minute. Am I a pioneer? Yes. <laughs> Am I very what? brave? 
Is this mm-hmm. going to be like cell animation or are we talking like CG? Can you talk about it? Yeah. Mm. Uh, I and think- can you explain what, what those things are when you talk about it? <laughs> and do no. it, do it real slow in a deep voice. You know, it's, I, I'm, I'm, I'm still writing the thing. Um, and I, I, sh- I should say, I should, uh, credit where credit is due. I am, I am, uh, writing it with two very funny guys, uh, Kyle Hunter and Ariel Shafrir, who, uh, oh. uh, have written a bunch of cool stuff. The show Future Man on Hulu and, uh, Sausage Party and The Night Before Wait. and a lot of really funny movies. Is that not Ari Shafir? Uh, no, different man. Uh, okay. Ariel. So. But is it Shafir or Shafrir? Oh, boy. I should it's, figure it's it out. It's not important. The only point is they have similar names. They do I, have They must get names. that a lot. And I bet they're very um, different people because the idea that Ari was doing this was confusing to me. Yes. Yeah, I was uh, confused by that, too. <laughs> he is not doing that. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, um, anyway, so yeah, uh, so we're, we're writing it now. So I think I don't have anything, uh, any, I don't have any info on, you know, director or casting or anything like that. We're just kind of figuring out the story. How far Can along you, are you? Oh, no. I was, oh. I was gonna, yeah, go ahead. Um, let's, I'll, I'll say if it's, uh, if, if, if I'll, to use water as an analogy, maybe like up to my knees. Well, Does that's that so exciting. <laughs> you are upset that you can't swim. I just – I love swimming and I love PETA. I want to eat PETA in the pool <laughs> and I'm going to be fucking pissed until I can do it. Probably like six loaves of bread in. That's how far <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm into this movie. I'm yeah. about a muffin and a half. Let's say muffin and a scone. Ken, um, you had a question? Oh, no. I think I was just going to ask if you could uh, make sure that Shirley Theron gets cast and then maybe, you know, I could meet her. <laughs> so, so how would that happen? <laughs> I mean, I, I could write you a detailed business plan on how that could happen. <laughs> sure, yeah, I would love to get that. I mean, okay, uh, I'll, I'll yeah. have my people type that up. Sure, yeah, send I it through like, my lawyers, please. Are you just going to pull something out of your drafts folder that you already had in case this kind of situation comes up or that you've used for similar situations in the past? Uh, no, that's ridiculous. Drafts folder, it's going to be an actual physical binder. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, well, that's very cool, Jordan. I'm really happy for you. Yeah, congrats. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, it's it's fun. I definitely have uh, never written a movie before, and now I am. Are you finding it daunting? Uh, no. You know, um, hmm. Oh shoot. Well, meh, 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 meh. <laughs> sorry. What can I say and what can I not say? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I know. It's so. God, it's so weird. Like being under an NDA for, I'm just so not used to working on something where you have to like, be careful what you say about it. Cause right. the movie touched you. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the movie, uh, yeah, the movie, when I was a kid, it took me camping and you had to sign an NDA <laughs> and I had to sign an NDA. If you want to go camping with the movie, you gotta, you gotta fill out the proper paperwork. Um, yeah, it is. Um, no, it's, it, it's, ex- so I, I guess a good way to, to talk about it is that like, there's a lot of different people involved. Like there's a lot of producers and there's a studio and there's, you know, so like every little, it's a slow process. Like every little bit kind of has to be approved of and rubber stamped by everybody. So it's a very like, it's a very piecemeal process, mm-hmm. uh, which I like. It's nice. Cause I, you know, you only have to concentrate on one, you know, one little bit of it at a time and then get that bit okayed and then you can move on. Uh, so yeah, it's actually, it, it, it's pretty nice. I mean, I think if, if I had, you know, 90 other things to do and, um, 
could leave the house, it might be more stressful. But um, right. yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's been pretty cozy so far, and you know, it's I've spent a lot of time with like the the world and the characters, so kind of that that stuff is figured out already. So you might not be able to answer this, but are you adapting what you've already done, or is this like a sequel sort of series? Uh, so it's all new. Yeah, I think it'll be its own thing. Okay. Yeah. So. so how long had you known this was happening before we all found out it was happening? Uh, maybe like maybe like a month. And, I, and like, I, I think I still don't know why it went in variety. Like I still mm-hmm. don't know the like politics of that or, or why something is in variety and something isn't. Um, so yeah, it was just kind of a surprise. I had to like I, – I drove to Encino to buy my to – to find my cat's cat food. <laughs> and like while I was waiting in like a giant Vons line with cat food, someone texted me, "Hey, have you seen this?" And then it was the link to the Variety article. So there's your yeah. movie right there. Trip to Encino <laughs> to buy cat food. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, guys, I have a whole new idea. It's like Harold and Kumar, <laughs> but it's one guy instead of two guys, and instead of White Castle, it's cat food. You've seen Encino Man, right? That, <laughs> right. Just buying cat food, though. Yeah. No caveman. No Polly Shore. No one wheezes any juice. Nope. <laughs> it's just a man buying cat food where it's more readily available. Um, yeah, so I, I – so yeah, so I've been working on it for about a month before the like public announcement got made. So I know that um, in the past, some things that, that would come up when we were talking to you – none of this sounds like English, but it's close to English. I'm having <laughs> – I am – I – Full disclosure, I'm feeling very discombobulated and off balance today, and I do not know why. And wonderfully, now that sentence being an example of what I'm talking about, it has affected my speech. I think I've probably got not enough sleep and I've had too much caffeine. Is this wacky to say like, hey, uh, I'm just – People are discombobulated, but when are you ever combobulated? <laughs> I used to – when I first started doing stand-up, I had the worst bit ever about how people could be – if you're disemboweled, could you also be emboweled where they add more oh, bowels yeah. to you, which is worse because <laughs> those bowels are the – so much worse. Uh, and then one I'm about, laughing. Well, maybe yeah, I'll bring like this it. back. Uh, and then one about how you can get knocked up. Knocked down, knocked out, but not knocked in, mm. or something like that. <laughs> okay. I, it was the worst. I that's why there. I don't do. That's why I don't do jokes. There's something there. Um. So my discombobulated oh, yes. question. Yes. You're, yeah. I've. Oh no, I know what I was going to say. Um. You've talked in the past about working from home before the pandemic, yeah. working from home and feeling like. For you, a mark of success was actually like going out to an office and stuff like that. And just I feel like in general kind of um, struggling with feeling not successful or like not where you wanted to be in your career. And this is such a big, exciting thing. Has that changed your perception of yourself? Yeah. I mean, I I still don't love, you know, working from home. I'm like, you know, I'm I'm figuring it out, but I still – there's still part of me that um, wants to – kick out a window and run off into the woods. But um, uh, there are no woods by my house. It would be a long run. Um, <laughs> All the way but, to Encino. Yeah. <laughs> ah, the beautiful, the woods Encino of Encino. woods. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I mean, you know, in, in, in the current moment, uh, I guess I can, you know, I can look at it like, um, 
you know, I know that a lot of people are out of a job and a lot of very talented, very capable, qualified people are out of a job. So the fact that I have one, it makes me feel very lucky. So I think that like, if I ever start to, you know, lament my situation, I can just, uh, uh, you know, think about how fortunate I am to have, uh, a money thing to do, um, uh, which is great. Uh, so, and you yeah. mean money like it pays as opposed to money like in the swingers way. I yes. Same <laughs> right. Anyway, but I got I, a money job now. But uh, I will say that the uh, the movie is going to be pretty money, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I think Ring I could safely ding. say that the movie will be pretty money, baby. But does it oh, even then- know it? <laughs> And then, listen, I'm taking you all to see Big Bad Voodoo Daddy on the night it comes out. <laughs> one more, one, one more question. One yes. more question about this. Oh, no, um, sure. Um, uh, oh, and then, yeah. Tony, if you have the hooray for you drop, can you find it, even though it's very petty of us to play it, but we're we we are um, we're legally bound to play it. Uh, Jordan, this I don't know if you can answer this, but I'm curious what kind of things the NDA, like, Set like what? What kind of things does it say you can't talk about? Oh, um, that is a good question. I don't know. Listen, you don't, don't even know if I you can answer. I that. don't read this shit. I just sign it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, no, um, I, I think just the idea is that like you know you kind of wait. You want to wait for all the like pertinent stuff to get announced, you know, and you don't mm. want to like do it before it's time. So right, yeah. like Charlize could have also signed, could have already signed on, Ken. Listen, yeah, that's true. I'm not saying Charlize Theron is not in the movie. I think I can safely announce that on the podcast is that I am not saying that she's not in it. I'm going to start walking. (laughs) Yeah, so you're going to stroll to L.A. Start heading down there. Yeah, yeah, see if, uh, you know, ask her to to do a little jitterbug when Big Bad Voodoo Daddy comes on. Well, by the time I get there, I'll be in shape. Sure. So, Ken, you were... One of the last shows, if not the last, that I did in person. Yeah. Um, you came and you were on the Thursday show and Tony was here and Jackie was here. And I think – was Daniel watching the kids that night? Daniel was not yeah, on the I show, right? I think so, yeah. And that was a time – that was in like – I don't know, March – was it like March 12th or something? Yeah, it was for second week in March, yeah. Yeah, and a lot of people were already deciding not to travel. How was your return to Boston? The return was really weird. Um, I flew out of Burbank at like a 6 a.m. flight and there was a lot of like, all flights are going to be canceled soon. Mm -hmm. Like you might not get out. So it was, this will be a ridiculous hyperbole, but it was a little bit like last flight out of Saigon feeling. (laughs) Um, and just, there was like no one really around. And then when we landed in Logan, there was just like no people anywhere. And, uh, and literally I got home from the airport and pretty much haven't left my house since. Mm -hmm. So it was, uh, it was strange. It was, it was weirder, I think, to, cause I work from home anyway. Um, and, you know, go in the office like maybe one, one or two days a week or I used to, but I'd been off for like three weeks and then just haven't gone back, <laughs> basically. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I just went home and stayed there, which is kind of the strange thing. Right. I know there's so many things. It's really like a non dramatic, example of uh like if if i knew that was going to be the last time i you know that like when when someone dies you're like but if i knew that was gonna be the last time i would have seen them i would have said something different i feel like there's all sorts of examples of that 
in life, but it's like, it's not poignant in that same way. But like, if I had known, yeah. I would have gone to a restaurant. Right. Or I, gone I would have gone to Home Goods when I could. <laughs> I well, oddly, when I was on last time, you, you're, you were talking about how you had gone to a restaurant for your anniversary. Oh, that's right. So that was like probably the last that's right. time you went. That was the last time. Yes. And, and Right. And I was like extra conscious of germs and things like that at the restaurant. That yes. was li- that was the last restaurant. But what – oh, I know what happened. You made fun there of the There was something awkward that happened with the – we did not intentionally <laughs> make fun of the waitress. But she – Daniel ordered a steak and she brought the like flight of sauces and she's like, okay, we have this, we have this, we have this and your classic Bordelais. And then Daniel and I, whenever anyone says classic, we're like – you know, like when someone's like classic Jordan or classic Rosen or whatever. Yeah. So Daniel's like classic Bordelais. I'm like classic. And then I, and so we just kept saying classic. <laughs> and you're and like, then we're I not realized, fun of you. I realized she could hear us and she probably thought we were making fun of her. No. Right. So then she, when she came back, cause I said to Daniel, mm. I think she thinks we're making fun of her. So then when she came back, Daniel's like, I just want to let you know, we weren't making fun of you. And it was so awkward. <laughs> that was wow. what. And I anyway for for the rest of that podcast gold. Listen to that episode. Tony, did you find hooray for you? I see that you've done something that I really want to do. Well, hooray for you! And now you're getting kudos while I sit here getting screwed. Hooray for you! I am so very happy that this fortune came your way. I didn't mean to say you don't deserve to have your day. However, you'll forgive me if I feel compelled to say, hooray for you. Wow. Now. Real Devo vibe there. I feel very, I was going to say it has an Aquabats vibe, but I mean. Yeah, that's Tom Rap. It's all Trap Dog. Now that is typically played when someone does something that I'm like, I want to do that. Um, And this does not exactly dovetail with my aspirations, but at the same time. It still feels apropos. Congratulations, Jordan. Thank you. It's a petty congratulations. <laughs> I love it. Man, um, I, 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 I want nothing more to celebrate than a flight of sauces. I know. <laughs> Classic Bordelais. When you said that, I was like, <laughs> why, why doesn't every meal come with a flight of sauces? I know. I once had a flight of root beer floats. Whoa. Really? Yes. Wait, Tony, play Snack Chat, the drop. Snapchat. <laughs> okay, please tell us about a flight of root beer floats because to me there's just there's just like one version of it. I I, I misspoke saying root beer, but it was a flight of floats. Float oh my god, a float flight! Yeah, so it was <laughs> like when say. some yeah float flight. It was like when somebody you know you get the little beer fl- flight, except sure. each of the glasses was a different kind of soda and ice cream combination, and they were all like artisanal sodas and like house made ice cream. So was it was good? Like, uh, it was amazing. It was like a black cherry with you know vanilla bean ice cream, and then like a cola with a with a cherry vanilla ice cream it was just it was amazing i like the yeah it sounds better than a plastic baggie filled with pita yeah yeah i like that they hewed closely to the classics because when you said artisanal i'm like "Uh uh-oh it's gonna be like right like time right time flavored soda with like mung bean paste ice cream and that doesn't sound (laughs) good to to me personally classics it was just solid and i can't even remember where it was i just remember getting it and it was Maybe the best thing that ever happened to me. 
Can I, speaking of classics, can I tell you about Madison Reed hair color, which is hair color that you can do at home? They are now, I'm very excited that they have come on as a sponsor uh, because I was familiar with them ahead of time. I recently read an article about home like doing your hair color at home because a lot of us are are either you know you want to save money um, or you're just now you know trying to figure out how to color your hair at home and I read an article and it said that it was mentioning like the best at home hair hair color systems and Madison Reed is the one they mentioned so they were at top of mind because I am thinking it's around time that I do something about time that I do something. Um, but of course I'm a little scared and they take the fear away. So Madison Reed gives you the tools you need so you can color your hair with confidence. They have a color match quiz on their website and you guys know I'm a sucker for a quiz. Um, I am not yet at the point where I'm doing permanent hair color. I do. It's either semi or demi. I never know what it is, but they have something called uh, root reboot and it is on its way. Way to me right now, and I ordered that in. Um, I think it's four C or NASA dark brown. I may be getting the details wrong. Uh, and then I also ordered a gloss, and Daniel is going to help me do them. I don't know if he knows that he does know because I mentioned it to him on the last show. Um, but I'm very excited about that. Get ammonia free, multi dimensional hair color delivered to your door starting at twenty two dollars. Visit madison reed.com. That's madison reed.com. I should say they do have an array of different kinds of hair color. So, despite, so I personally. I'm not yet at the permanent hair color place, but they have tons of permanent hair color. So for people who are looking for that, madison-reed.com, that's madison-reed.com. And Allison Rosen's your new best friend listeners get 10% off plus free shipping on your first color kit. Use code Allison. That's code Allison at madison-reed.com. And now is also a perfect time to tell you that Bombas makes the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. Have you guys worn Bombas? Oh my gosh, Ken is holding his... Wow. This is going to get us a lot of extra views. Ken is holding his foot up (laughs) on camera. I know, Bombas socks are so comfortable and they have that like special arch support that feels like they're hugging your feet. They literally rethought every little detail of socks uh, to make them way more comfortable Ken is wearing them right now. I, love I them. wear them all the time. Daniel is in love with them as well. These socks do more than they keep than just keep your feet cozy. They help give back to the most vulnerable members of our community. For every pair of socks you purchase, Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. The generosity of Bombas customers has allowed them to donate over 34 million pairs of socks and counting through their nationwide network of 3,000 plus giving partners. And the impact is more powerful than ever. To those experiencing homelessness, these socks represent the dignity of putting on clean clothes, a small comfort that's especially important right now. Give a pair when you buy a pair and get 20% off your first purchase at bombas.com slash best friend. That's bombas, B-O-M-B-A-S.com slash best friend for 20% off your first purchase, bombas.com slash best friend. Okay. I, uh, I want to mention I'm wearing the Sesame Street ones. Uh, I was going to say. These are the Cookie Monster. I uh, I love my two different versions of the Count ones. I got what the are the ones. two different versions? Uh, they're just two different designs. They're like weirdly abstract designs mm-hmm. that sort of, when you look at it, you know what character it is, but it, like the character's not on it. I feel uh, like I need that. It's like Sesame Street socks for adults. Yeah. It's, oh, they're, they're amazing. It is that. Yeah. Jordan, you were going to say something? Oh, I, I, uh, 
Allison, do your do your kids watch Sesame Street? Is that still something that a modern oh, yes. kid is into? Yes, but and I don't know if Elliot is representative of all of them. I suspect he is. It's all about Elmo. Elmo has oh, become like the sure. breakout star of Sesame yeah. Street. So instead of saying, "Can I watch Sesame Street?" he'll say, "I want to watch Elmo." Mm-hmm. Bullshit. <laughs> who was wow. it for you? Coming down hard Grover. on Elmo. I yeah, know. Grover got screwed. <laughs> Grover had the monster at the end of this book. Right. Super yeah. Grover. Sure. You know, Grover was where it was at. And then <laughs> Elmo comes in and just takes over and Grover's just put out to pasture because he's old and purple. Well, Grover now works on a food truck with his friend Donger. I think his name is Donger. <laughs> what? That's where you end up. You're the star of the show and then 20 years later you're working on a food truck with Donger. <laughs> Donger sounds like a guy that was like it, you that, that was in the dorms with you. You're like, oh, right. Donger, <laughs> dude, that Donger's guy dad was wild. Oh, that guy had his own mini fridge. Donger's dad bought him a food truck, and now he makes all the shit we used to make in the dorms when we were wasted. <laughs> Donger and Grover, those two guys are fucking wild. Tony, can you look it up if it's Donger? Because uh, every just time I Donger, Grover's Donger. <laughs> I know. Every time I hear it, I think, why is that the name they gave him? And yet, I really believe it is. Ken, I've got a hard-hitting question for you. Are you ready? Shoot. Okay. And it might sound accusatory as well, but it just shows that I'm a faithful devotee of your Instagram account. Okay. Are you a shopaholic? Mm. Oh, yeah. We're going to get into it. Yeah. No, I I don't have any- intervention. Well, it should be. (laughs) Um, yeah, no, I, my, like one of my only vices is purchasing things. Mm. It's one of the only thrills I get in life. I don't drink. I don't do drugs. Uh, I don't get fights anymore. But you have a float but you did. now and then. I have a float. <laughs> oh yeah. No, the other thing is I eat like a big fat pig. Uh, I eat like a 12 year old who won a, a, a lawsuit. It's generally <laughs> what, I, uh, what I say, but, uh, yeah, no, I enjoy buying stuff. Yeah. I don't mean it in a judgmental way. It just seems like you're often posting about r- r- you bought a pineapple lamp. Oh, and yeah, I don't I might not seem like a pineapple lamp person, but I saw it and I'm like I need that in my house, but it was already sold out. I can go get it. You want me to get it? Yes, please. Oh, get the on. lamp. We'll va- we'll vamp while you get the lamp. Yeah. Lamp this is lamp vamp chat. <laughs> oh, yeah. I actually well, lamp, I vamp. should wait. I should wait till Ken gets back to share this, but I can't. I actually bought an inferior pineapple nightlight on Amazon. It's okay, but it's not as cool as Ken's pineapple lamp. Let's see the lamp. Okay, so the lamp, as you can see, it looks like an ordinary pineapple. (laughs) Oh Oh my god! Oh, it's so cool! Wow, I was gonna try and eat that thing. (laughs) It's a good thing I didn't. USB charges. You get it all night. You can run with this pineapple. It's beautiful. It's what do you What do you do with it? Uh, I have it on the uh, counter or, or on one of like the end tables in my living room, and mm. I put it on at night. Little mood lighting. Little pineapple. So, so mood. That's what Jimmy Buffett turns on when he has a bad dream. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, "Oh, I had a dream. I had to put on long pants." <laughs> and he turns that on. <laughs> Um, at the OC Weekly, I had a coworker named Anthony, uh, 
and he only ever he was very orange he wasn't he actually wasn't very orange county but in the sense that he only ever wore shorts he was mm-hmm. he later moved to maui and became the editor-in-chief of like the maui new times or something like that okay. um but one time we saw him wearing pants to like the oc weekly's anniversary party and we decided that he had an entire alter ego called tony long pants and that he changed when he wore pants and i think he did so i haven't thought about tony long pants in a really long time we're, we're gonna invite all the boys we're gonna invite donger we're gonna invite tony <laughs> long pants we're gonna Let go to intro- grover's food truck <laughs> let me introduce you to my associate tony long pants <laughs> who will be discussing some business opportunities with you uh, uh, i do have a gong uh, donger update for you oh Ooh. great Let's hear it. His name is Tony's Donger Update. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Uh, his name is actually Gonger. Oh, Gonger, Gonger. So, Gonger. like someone who hits a gong. Yes, I've never seen. I've never seen this guy. Name. I know he's new. He looks almost like a f- like animal or like a fraggle, right? Like there's something spazzy about him. Kind Just of like a spazzy fraggle. <laughs> <laughs> I yes. have a, I have a doozer. Oh yeah. Ah. Um, Ken, what's the most recent? What's the most recent thing your shopaholism has uh, uh, pressed you to netted? Buy? Yeah. Oh geez. Uh, let me see what's in the room. Or the um, or maybe the best thing lately. Uh, this is a creep show pillow that I got this week. Ooh. <laughs> it looks like a book, but it's a pillow. Um, I. I bought a puppet version of one of my dogs. Oh, so it's a, a ventriloquist puppet of Ted. What is that like? Did you like send them a photo of your dog? No, it just looked like exactly like Ted. So I got so it. You, you uh, had to buy it. I don't know why. Um, yeah, no, it's a lot of it's just stupid childish nonsense that I couldn't have because I grew up poor. Now, do you do the um, organizational thing where like you? you clear out stuff and bring new stuff in or do you just bring new stuff in? Cause that's what I would do. I pretty much just bring new stuff in. Although, uh, I knew I need to get rid of, I was getting rid of a lot of stuff, but then the last like year and a half has been really, really awful. So then I was just like, fuck it. And started just, I was like, whatever makes me feel okay. Mm. Um, and then when, uh, this is all over, I'll probably just get a dumpster and throw everything in and then jump in after it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why has the last year and a half? I'm sure I know, but I'm I'm not I, at the, it's not top oh, of mind what you're referring like, to. What's been going on? I know about the thing. car accident. Yeah, I got the car accident. Uh this sounds stupid, but I broke my toe and it was like debilitating. That for, doesn't like, sound weeks. stupid. Um then I got really sick. This is pre-COVID. Um what else? I feel like there was Oh, oh, this was great. Uh, when I got back from LA last time, I got back to find out my therapist of six years had just died. Oh no. So I was like, um, yeah. How did you, this is, cause I wonder this all the time. How did you find out? So here's the weird thing. Uh, my therapist was friends with my wife's therapist oh. and my wife's therapist told her, on a mm. call. Uh, but the weirdest thing is the reason she did that was because my therapist apparently has a twin sister and she, who is calling all of my therapist's um, patients to tell them. And my wife's therapist didn't want that to happen because she thought it would freak me out. <laughs> I love it. That yeah. means that just shows how much you guys were talking to your therapist about each other. Yeah. 
so that was fun. Um, I feel like there was more. It was just like one thing after another. Oh, my wife got laid off mm. for Christmas. Um, there was just a bunch of crap. Yeah, man. Buy some fucking creep show pillows. <laughs> yeah, yeah that look I'm, like books. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, oh, oh, the, th- the big thing I bought, which I can't show you, is I bought a cabin tent for my backyard. I saw you post like more <laughs> tent time. Yeah. So I just, for some reason was like, Hey, I want a tent from my backyard. And so I bought a, ca- a tent that looks like a log cabin and it's got a porch and, uh, and two bedrooms and closets and stuff. And it's just this giant tent like that I, yeah. The walls and the closets are all made out of tent material. Yes. And wow. I filled it with vintage sleeping bags and, uh, I got snacks in there and a little TV, I can watch TGIF. I'm wondering if we're all thinking the same thing right now. That I'm a creep? <laughs> no. Um, oh, but I like that on Twitter you were like, tell me you whatever, and I'll tell you if you're a creep or not. <laughs> I'll share what I'm thinking, and then yeah. let me okay, know if anyone else go, is thinking we'll, this. We'll go around the horn and say what uh, – because I was thinking something specific. I was thinking vintage sleeping bag. That's just an old sleeping bag. Gross. Okay. I was Is that thinking- just me? I was thinking, uh, which TGIF lineup are you watching? The one that had okay. Perfect Strangers or the one that did not have Perfect Strangers? Once Perfect Strangers was gone, it wasn't TGIF anymore for me. Wow. Oh, Tony. Teen Angel. <laughs> You're not a step-by-step man? <laughs> We're going to watch did, Mego? We're going to watch you, just, you Wish? Ken, did you just make the double wanking gesture? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you just jerked off your two, both, your, your two penises. That's right. Uh, that's how much I believe that TGIF does not exist, uh, in the world without perfect strangers. And Tony, what were you thinking? Uh, I was mostly just thrown by that. He has multiple like that. I want to know how many sleeping bags. Okay. Okay. So so at least I wasn't the only one on the sleeping bag (laughs) train of thought. So there are things that I buy every year. I buy a new one every year, just and I don't know why. One of them is like a plastic pumpkin bucket, so I just have like forty of them uh, for trick or treating. Yeah, although I don't use them for trick right. or treating. Like they're in like an art installation in my basement, basically. Oh like, my stacked god! Up. Uh, my stomach go nuts. The other thing is. And I don't know why I never went to other people's houses for sleepovers. I never went camping, but I love sleeping bags. And one of my favorite things is just like getting on the floor in a sleeping bag and watching TV. And so every year I'll buy a sleeping bag and the vintage ones I'll purchase are ones that were new old stock. So they're not like used sleeping bags. They're like sealed old ones that never sold uh, of like stuff from when I was a kid. And so I have about. I don't know, 25 of them in there. What's the best one? What's your favorite one? Oh, man. My favorite one is a Nickelodeon one from 1989, and it's got, like, all the cool classic Nickelodeon logo stuff on it. Uh, I got a really good Batman the Animated Series one uh, in there. Um, there's a good, real Ghostbusters. Alf? You got an Alf? I got an Alf. Hey! I have an, I have an Alf that I had to get rid of because it was too freaky. It, it folded up into a like look like an alf doll okay. and then you took him apart and he rolled out into a sleeping bag and his head was like the pillow yeah. that sounds like that has a, a high a high yeah. a high percentage chance of being haunted it sounds like super creep factor yeah but i also have like a babysitter's club 
<gasps> Beverly Hills babysitters? 90210. Oh my God. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know about all of this. I had a Miss Piggy sleeping bag and my sister had a strawberry shortcake sleeping bag and we felt like the toast of the town in those bags. <laughs> but I mean, but Ken, are these adult size sleeping bags? No. And I'm oh, so you're three. just getting like waste. You're just going wait. You're almost where Jordan is with his script. Right. Not. Yeah. Although, you know what I'll do is I unzip them and as like, and like, uh, Make you a can blanket. zip multiple ones together. So I could have like a Pee Wee's Playhouse opened up, you know, filleted, if you will. Wow. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. It's a spatchcocked Pee Wee's Playhouse oh sleeping bag. Oh my God. And then I can zip on top of it, say like a Wuzzles sleeping bag. And now I have like a double size. That's a, bag. that's sounds like it's not, that's, you're playing God, Ken. <laughs> it's my it wasn't meant just cause you can doesn't mean you should. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you buy them? Um, I would get them on eBay mostly. And one more question about this. It's I can't I can't commit to only one actually. Um this tent with the closet in the tent? Mm-hmm. Two closets. With two closets. Is there like a rod to hang your clothes? Yeah, there's like you put rods in the tent material so that it's stiff, so that it's uh, you know, it's a a, a donger if you will. <laughs> and then and then it's got like a velcro cover and then you snap in like shelves and there's a rod across the top how big are these rooms oh they're probably eight by ten maybe this is a big big tent oh it's enormous it looks like a mash unit it's ridiculous is uh, it could i don't i mean i don't, I don't want to intrude too much on your personal intrude, life no please intrude but could 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 one make love in the tent <laughs> to me or just in general, <laughs> I could, what, could what could could a, could a loving pair of people, a, two partners, make love? Oh, they could. They could make they could make hate in this tent. Wow. It's that big. I mean, okay. this tent is enormous. I got an air bed in there that's uh, like four feet tall. Oh my god! So gosh. it's like a real bed. I got uh, inflatable furniture in there. It sounds uh, like you could not only make love, but you could you could experiment. Yeah, you could. You could get freaky <laughs> wow. in there. Freaky you could have a little tent. family. Uh, you could live whole cycles of life in this tent. Sure, and you could blast all over Alf. <laughs> if that's your dream, uh, that's not – would yeah. I do that with my Alf? No, no. I mean well, – yeah, sure. Where does your wife fit into all this? Like is she Ooh. also <laughs> – is your wife also jazzed to have a three-bedroom tent? No. <laughs> she, 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 <laughs> she, she puts up with a lot, uh, but she really likes gardening. So we have like a big yard and she mm-hmm. built like a pond in it last year. And she's got all kinds of flowers and trees and lilacs and gardens. So things. she's got her own stuff. Yeah. And I don't really like to go outside. So when she's outside in the garden, I can go in the tent, like boy in the plastic bubble, but like unzip. So it's, you know, it's just the screens and right. like, kind of be outside. I, this is amazing. <laughs> um, you know, one of the pandemic things that we've been thinking we should do for a while is we should buy a tent and then, well, there's two, it's twofold. Either we should buy a tent and have a slumber party outside, or we should just have a slumber party in our living room with sleeping bags. We don't own sleeping bags. Do both. Um, that you can get them cheap online right now, and you get a good backyard for for backyard camp out. Oh, here's yeah, you could do a little what, camp out there. I feel like Elliot would love it. I think Owen's too young, but here's what gives me pause: 
the idea of sleeping anywhere other than my own bed or like a nice hotel bed, I'm not that into it anymore. What about you guys? When's the last time you slept on the ground or in a sleeping bag? Yeah, I have, it's been a long time. I have never been I have never been a camper. We were not campers right. uh, uh growing up. Um yeah, I had a uh, I dated somebody who was into camping for a while and we did a couple of like, you know, like overnight not too intense, you know, at a campground campouts. Like in a tent though or in a cabin that is provided by uh, the just said tent. it wasn't intense. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, that's great. Ah, oh, wonderful. What fun we're having. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, it was in in a tent, but it was not intense in that it was not, you know, like a, you know. Right, uh, grueling. Right. You weren't killing your own food. No, we were not. Yeah, we were not making squirrel snares. Uh, <laughs> but, um uh, but yeah, I, and I kind of like, you know, uh, I, I, I mean, I had fun doing it, but it was definitely like not my idea. Um, so right. yeah, boy, it's been a long time. I know I, I, I enjoy my bed. Um, uh, yes. And would not, would not think to camp. Mm-hmm. I see. I have insomnia problems that have really flared up as well with the, with the end of the world. And, uh, so I don't sleep in the sleeping bags, but I do find them very relaxing because I, I also will only sleep in my own bed. But a lot of time I'm just not sleeping and I'm just sitting in it. Got it. It's what about you, sleep- Tony? Oh sorry. oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. Uh, uh, yeah. I'll, I was going to ask if I bet the sleeping bag is kind of like an embrace. I bet it is the like emo the- band from Washington, D.C. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Uh, yes. Word for it. And that does sound like a name of an emo band. Uh, but I was going to say, maybe it's like being, you know, being held, being held by a lover all night. Maybe. I mean, I, you're a little fix it. You're horny. Um, <laughs> Listen, I, uh, I've been in this goddamn <laughs> 12 weeks. This script is going to come out How and it's just going to be been? all boning. Yeah. Like, we didn't buy a sex script, but every scene he's blasting over Al. <laughs> Guys, this is about, uh, it's about characters um, coming together to blast on Al. What is this term space jizz? Um, <laughs> no, I have weighted blankets in my bed. That's more like that. Sorry, if you're looking for that, not sex, but for an embrace, for something soothing and embracing, uh, I I don't know that I've ever really detailed my setup right now, um, and, but I've certainly felt sort a tiny bit embarrassed about it. Um, so I have a heated throw. I used to have a heated blanket, but Daniel hated it, and then it stopped working. And I don't <laughs> think those things are related, but it is curious. So I now have a heated throw that I put on my side of the bed. And then I also have a heat pad. And the heat pad, both of them electric, the heat pad gets way more hot than the electric throw. And now I double up. So I turn on the electric throw before I get into bed. And then when I get in, it is so nice and cozy. And then I take the, the uh, heat pad and I place it over my abdomen even if I'm not in pain. Uh, and it, the whole thing is like, uh, it is like how people who love baths, I do not love baths. This is like a dry bath. I feel so calm and so soothed. And sometimes if I'm having a rough day for just like 10 minutes, I'll go get under this, this contraption. And it is so calming. I recommend it unless you're someone who hates being hot, then don't do it. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, it's like it's like as soothing as a massage or as a bath for a, I hear anyway. So Tony, 
sleeping outside or in a sleeping bag uh yeah i don't really like sleeping bags because i i what you just said i i hate being hot at night uh mm-hmm. and i just find sleeping bags too hot yeah, and uh very similar to jordan i didn't grow up camping i've been twice in my life and they were both in the last like five years probably even less than that uh did you enjoy it it was fine like i didn't I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to, but I'm uh, not really in any rush to do it again. Yes. But when you're on the tour bus, that's kind of like camping. You guys got bunk beds and you're like, it's like a rolling camp cabin. Yeah. So I've had plenty, I've had plenty of weird sleeps on a, on a tour bus. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm, I like a bed. Uh, I cannot pass up this perfect opportunity for a segue about bringing comfort into your home. Bringing comfort into your home is the ultimate form of self-care. And now more than ever, it's important to take care of yourself and each other. You spend a third of your life in your sheets. Don't you want them to be insanely comfortable? So put comfort first, like with new bedding, loungewear, towels, and more. And I'm talking about Brooklyn. And I have Brooklyn and sheets on my bed right now. I've mentioned it before. I exclusively sleep on Brooklyn and sheets. I just love them. They're, they just make my bed super comfy, super cozy. They're, they hold up really well. Um, they ju- I just sleep better in them than any other kind of sheet. I do not know why. It's, they, there's some kind of magic. Brooklyn has got over 50,000 plus five-star reviews and counting. Uh, and now they're kicking off summer with an event you can get comfortable with. Get everything from bedding to towels to loungewear and more at savings you wouldn't believe. Uh, it's hard to imagine a summer stuck inside the house, but if we have to do it to keep everyone safe, I want it to be as comfortable as possible. And that's where Brooklyn comes in. A good night's sleep is priceless and increasingly hard to come by. So they've helped build a bedroom oasis that's the perfect place to escape to. Like softness, comfort, essentials to help you relax, Brooklinen has it all. Brooklinen.com is the perfect place to find all the comforts for home. And they're so confident in their product that all their sheets, comforters, loungewear, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. Their Memorial Day event kicks off this weekend and you don't want to miss it. Ease your way into summer with big savings on sheets, bedding, towels, loungewear, and their newest hammam and linen collections. And if you can't wait, you can get 10% off your first order and free shipping on all the new sheets right now when you use promo code best friend only at brooklyn.com. That's brooklyn.com. B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Brooklyn, everything you need to live your most comfortable life. So guys, uh, I'm going to let everyone behind the curtain right now and talk about something that is inside baseball, but, but everyone here is a podcaster. So I want to know your thoughts a bit about it. I've recently decided, I think, to dispense with the question, how's your lockdown going? Because I feel like it doesn't necessarily go anywhere. And on, I don't, on the shows with just with Daniel. So instead of doing my normal one on one interviews, I've been doing a lot of shows with Daniel and we take calls. Uh, and it, people have really been enjoying those shows and Daniel and I are both enjoying doing that. And it's not like a permanent solution, but it's just something I'm sort of doing right now because I think it's comforting for people to hear a familiar voice instead of having to get to know someone new. And also maybe I've, I'm, I've a little bit lost my motivation to like reach out and book a lot of people. I need to, to work on that. But I often ask the, when people call in my question that the prompt is, you know, how's your lockdown going? And that I'm curious about. But I feel like when I am interviewing people, um, 
I want to start with how's your lockdown going because it's the thing that we're all thinking about. And yet I feel like when, when at the end I'm like, oh, we didn't talk about it that much. It feels like it was like a nice mental break. I don't know. what. How are you guys handling it on your respective podcast? Tony excluded because you just talked to yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, this, it, it, I, this is something I've been thinking about uh, a lot, actually. Because, um, you know, uh, our the podcast I do every week, Jordan, Jesse, Go, um, is – you know, it's very similar to this. It's a, like right. a, it's a goof around where the jumping off point is our lives, you know. Mm-hmm. And we have a couple of like recurring segments and stuff like that. But like, you know, pretty much the bulk of the show is like a a silly conversation that we're having using our lives, lives. as the starting yeah. point. And like, yeah, it's it gets it, it it's it's tough because it's like I. You know, I get sick of quarantine shit and, uh, you know, uh, 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 hey, put put on your mask. Shelter, you got a shelter. Oh, it's a, the world's a dumpster fire. Whoa, 2020, <laughs> you know, dumpster fire, you know, apocalypse, apocalypse. And it's like, you know, it, it, it uh, that's real. Like, that's all coming from a very real place mm-hmm. when people do it. But like, but, but. Yeah, it just is is it's a it's a fucking bummer, and I think that yeah, I mean, I think that when I because I listen to a fair amount of comedy podcasts, just you know because I like them, you know, I you know appreciate when they're talking about something that's not this, you know, right? But also, it's- I mean, I am curious about how you know the hosts that I follow are dealing with it. So it, it's it's tough. I think it's it's you know. I think the thing I've settled on is like, you know, acknowledge it, but try and get away from it. Like, don't dwell on it. Right. I mean, as a human being, it feels weird to not start there because it's the thing that every single person on this planet is dealing with now. But I'm just finding as a podcaster, I've been feeling like maybe I should uh, not start there. I thought your... uh, and Allison, I, 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 I will always compliment your techniques. I think you're very good at this. Thank I think you. your your instinct to have like shit locked for everybody that wasn't pandemic, like, hey Ken, I saw you have a crazy tent in your backyard on Instagram, and you know, like, hey Jordan, this movie thing's happening. It was great. I, I, it, you know, I don't know how much of that was just off the dome, but it did seem like you had stuff loaded that wasn't necessarily pandemic related. I keep it on my cuff. It comes off my cuff. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I well, Sorry. I, I, keep right off on, I keep my shit on the dome. That's just me. I'm a dome guy. <laughs> domes Thank and you. cuffs, man. Domes and cuffs. Those are our two uh, gangs, our street gang. Yeah. Um, when you're a dome, you're a dome all the way. <laughs> um, Thank I, you. Uh, that was off the dome. Um, yeah, Ken. What do you? You are interviewing people currently. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, my format is a little bit different anyway because we're very rarely talking about contemporary things to begin with, mm-hmm. and my show has always been in person, one on one. Partly because I'm actually really awful at uh, interviewing or talking to people via technology, <laughs> which is probably obvious. Um, no, I think you're doing great, but I do think that that is a thing that people have. There's a learning, a, a comfortable, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. a comfort curve with it. Yeah, and I have 
wicked phone phobia and that kind of stuff. So it's been difficult. Um, whereas in person, it's very comfortable for me. So once I kind of got over that hump and I figured out how to do the show remotely. So like I, I asked them what year they want a TV guide from, and then I scan it and I send them a PDF and then we both have, you know, a PDF of it. Um, so I'll mention it like in my intro by myself, a little bit. Um, and then I usually mention it when I introduce the guests. Like I don't pretend that we're in the same room, mm-hmm. even though, you know, some of them I've recorded, like they record on their end and I record on mine and we probably could fake it. <laughs> like you, you probably wouldn't know we're recording remotely, but I'll mention that we're remote book and you know why. Um, right. but then we don't really mention it again. And I, it, it's just not pertinent to what we're doing really. Mm-hmm. And, my whole show is not necessarily nostalgia is a bad term for it, but we're, we're discussing a, a sort of a historical week. And by the nature of the show, we tend to be discussing sort of comfort anyway. So it, it ends up being a good thing in that the person I've only done like three or four, I think remotely. Um, and I have also been really lazy about booking guests and I'm like three weeks in the can in advance. And I'm already freaking out that I won't have any shows. Mm-hmm. Um, but the person will be like, Oh, when I looked through the TV guide, I had forgotten about all these shows. And now that I'm home, you know, I binged like all of them. I watched 13 episodes. Of it's a living, you know? <laughs> so in that respect, that would never happen before. So mm-hmm. in some ways we're like getting more into the show, like talking about the actual things more right. than going off on tangents. So in some ways it's made us, it's made the show stick way more to my format, not right. on purpose. Right. Um, yeah. Well, I think that a little bit, it, that is a function of the remote connection, like the sort of unexpected stuff. And also, if anyone is doing therapy uh, remotely, yep. that as yeah. well, like the kind of unexpected stuff that just happens in the room happens less. But that's okay. I actually think it's okay. I've actually but had it the happens... opposite in therapy. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, how's, how's your therapy uh How's your remote therapy been going? It's been going really well because I've been going to therapy on and off for years now. And I was never sure how I felt about it. Like I, I mm-hmm. everybody says how great it is and it really is is a great thing to do. And I have so many things that I felt I needed to address. So I started going. But I was always just like, I don't know. I kept going just because I felt like I was supposed to. And then something turned like in the last month. Like every session now, I I feel like I'm I'm I get it now. Where I'm like, oh good, leaving them going. Okay, that was that was good. Uh, mm-hmm. It might have been hard to get through, but it's been it's been helpful. Uh, Is and it because I, you're in your home environment, so you're not you're like a little more you? Or I don't like know. That's a that's a good question. I uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's just literally like the whole situation that kind of we're talking about that's like maybe that's just like making everything add up and i'm just getting more out i don't know yeah i my um my uh zoom therapy happens um around the time that my cat usually eats um so (laughs) she she will you know come kind of nosing around me like to remind me that it's time to feed the cat and uh and you know, so sh- and, and listen, I the, it, it I think we can all agree that it is very joyous in a Zoom situation when the pet comes on the Zoom. Uh, I've seen my therapist dog, and it's like 
one of the highlights of this situation. Oh, yeah, that's funny. So I've seen both my therapist's pets, too. But I try and, you know, I, I, I try and keep it on the rails. But and my, my therapist is very good. I really I, I really like her. I think it's a great uh, it's, it's, it's a yeah, it, it's a it's a great uh, working relationship. She's one of the best. Uh, but yeah, she's the best therapist I've had. But when the cat comes on the Zoom, she really goes, oh, kitty, oh, no. Hi, I'm paying for this. I know. Like, stop. Oh, uh, yeah. See, I'm the I'm one who does about that. my dad. You know, so. <laughs> I'm the one who does that with my therapist dog. She has not cooed over anything yeah. on my end yet. I, I mean, I think it's, I think both ways are valid. I'm just not, I would just prefer that we not coo, but I think if, if, if. I could see wanting to. I could see that being right. a nice way to get comfortable. But your cat but, uh, is extra. I mean, this is the cat that you referred to as a roly-poly chubbikins. She's a real chubbikins, yes. <laughs> I mean, she really is cute. She is. She's very cute. And she definitely, uh, she definitely like, cutes around, you know, a little bit extra when she wants to be fed. So, yeah, I, you know, I get it. She knows it. She knows she she's does. on camera. She, yeah, for sure. She have an is- OnlyFans? <laughs> Not that I, I know only, of, but if she had a, if had a secret one, that would be uh, a surprise. Okay, so I only ju- very, very recently became familiar with the term, with the notion of OnlyFans. I've still never gone to it. What is it exactly? I only so, heard of it recently. I've become familiar with it recently because like, randomly I've had, I think, two people on my show in the last two months who are in the adult industry and also do stand-up comedy. Um, but Best I can gather, it's basically Twitter that you pay for that also has hardcore sex on it or like nudity. So Isn't like, that just Twitter? Well, you like <laughs> you can get it for free on Twitter. Who are you following? Um, well, I I had Courtney, adult film star Courtney Cums on my podcast many years ago. Not my podcast, my when I did a web show many years ago. I met her on Red Eye, um, but I think I had to stop following her because I was like, oh, I just saw an oh, asshole. Yeah. Yeah, you're um, screaming and you're like, ah, yeah. Right, but periodically on Twitter, they'll be like just a totally adult-rated GIF. Yeah, I don't think Twitter blocks that. I think yeah. this is like you pay to follow certain people and then they share like exclusive things and I think you can like interact with them. Is it only adult stuff? I don't think it was invented for adult stuff, but I think that quickly took it over. Like, would I, someone who doesn't want to share my b-hole, have an OnlyFans? Does that make sense, or is it only for that? I don't think so. It seems like a like a, a pornographic micro Patreon. <laughs> so let's, so let's say I wanted to keep in touch with Michael Winslow. Is okay. there a is there is could Michael Winslow get on OnlyFans and just send me videos where he's making funny noises, or do they have to be pornographic? I I, th- I don't think they have to be. Why not both? That that's yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah. Maybe I'm being a little bit of a prude here. You know what? Michael Winslow, send me a video where you're making a helicopter noise and jacking off. <laughs> Who's? Why do you say and? How do you know it doesn't just make that noise when he does it? Oh my gosh! Yeah, I'm making a lot. Of, I'm making a lot of assumptions, and I'm making an ass out of you and me. Is um, he yeah. an adult star? Oh, he's no, the guy he's on no. Police Academy. From police. Okay. Okay. I've, <laughs> I've, I've, done, I've done shows with him. Whoa. Well, does he make that noise? I haven't seen him jack off. That is what I was asking. Not those kinds of shows. <laughs> Not those kinds yeah. of shows. Yeah. No, I think it's I think it it's exclusively seems to be for pornography. As far as I know, I also have not been on it. 
It it is weird. It's it's so weird when this stuff comes up because like I you know, I don't I I don't think any of us wants to like kink shame anyone and I think we're in a in Yeah, a, we do. Oh, whoa, okay. We're <laughs> some kind of weird freaks. I'm sorry. But yeah, when like a porn thing that you don't personally consume comes up, I have a hard time saying I don't know anything about that in a way that makes it sound like I actually don't know what that's about and also but I'm not trying to but I'm but I'm not judging it for being gross. Anyway. Uh, I, I don't think it's gr- It sounds kind of like a good idea, I guess, because you're like paying people directly. Yeah, and I you're guess, getting to know them stuff. as people. I'm sure it's a little more intimate than just, you the, know, Yeah, like they might personal. be whacking off and then their cat it wants to be fed and comes up on <laughs> the thing and then the person just, <laughs> Tony, you posted um, – I didn't have a chance to click the link, but you posted something about a marble video. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know if Jordan or Ken, did you watch John Oliver? Uh, you wa- I have not watched this week, but I, okay. I do tune in. Well, on, yeah, on the latest episode at the end, they, the, they kind of, the topic this week was sports and how people are trying to figure out how to bring sports back. But, you know, it's a big problem right now. And uh, a solution that he was offering is this YouTube channel called uh, – I don't know if it's Yells or Gels, uh, but it's, it's, it's Gels Marble Run. And it's literally just marble races. Oh, and I have seen these marble races. These are very good. It's like – it's. It sounds ridiculous. And then they were talking it up. And then so after the episode, I, I put some on and I was laughing at myself. I said, like, cause I was like really getting into it. And yeah. it's also like re- weirdly satisfying to watch. Like there's something about it that kind of is just like uh, hypnotizing or something. I don't know. I, I will say I've explored YouTube channels that are like YouTube content way more than I ever have Mm -hmm. since the pandemic started. And I'm watching like these guys in Canada that just are really enthusiastic about grocery shopping (laughs) or like this one guy who just goes to fast to eats at gas stations and he's just really excited about it. And I, I love, it's like ridiculously satisfying. I don't know why. I don't know if I would watch it if I was not in this situation. But weird stuff like that is is seemingly fun now. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's like I've mentioned her now. This is the third time I've mentioned her. I feel like she should show up. I've summoned her. Angie Hot and Flashy. She makes videos about makeup and skincare for women in their hot flash years. I'm not there yet. And yet there's something, I don't know if I want her to be my mom, but there's something so soothing. She's like a YouTuber, but she's, it's very soothing to watch her talk about all this stuff. So I find myself watching that and like, I've never been into that kind of stuff. There is, there's this one kid, he's, uh, lives in Massachusetts and he's called the food reviewer and he's been doing food reviews since he was like eight years old. And I think he's like 25 now. And I would watch them every now and then cause he's from this area and has a ridiculous accent. He's really into trains. So he wears like a cowboy hat shaped like a train. It's very funny, but I've been watching them lately and it's just him sad talking <laughs> about the pandemic, sitting in his car and trying like, fries from Wendy's <laughs> and to your point earlier about like, should we mention these things And that? It's one of those cases with him where I'm like, please don't talk about the lockdown. <laughs> I know. I just want to see you eat the just fries. Have a baconator. Me- just eat yeah. a baconator. Cause he's like, cause normally what he does is he takes way too many bites that he needs to, to be able to decide if he likes it or not. And then he goes, uh, it's a buy. 
And that's like the whole video. Wow. It's not supposed to be funny, but now he's just like, I just got off work working at the supermarket and it's just like hell in there. Like it's like it's like frontlines videos and it's really weird. What's his name? It's called the food reviewer. Okay. Um it's it, it's he's been doing it for literally like fifteen years. Um Let's now uh, play the jingle that we could have played before because I have a specific TV question. So let's play the TV talk or TV time jingle. All right. Uh, Jordan, I recall you talking about Killing Eve the first season, right? You yes. were super into it? Uh-huh. Are you still watching it? I am, yeah. I am uh, I am uh, maybe two or three episodes into season three, and it is one okay. of those shows. And the second season of Killing Eve I thought was like very fun, but not of the high quality that the first one was, but still Same. very fun. Except um, for that part. I just thought I, – I, I agree with the second point. Okay. <laughs> it was okay. Yeah. I, I'm having trouble remembering it. I just know I felt like, oh, there was a – it's not holding my interest like it had been. Yeah. It kind of like it, – it, 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 the show just kind of leaned a little harder into like the crazy stuff. Right. Um, you know, it, it almost seems like they're intentionally trying to create memes. Mm, like yes. scenes that, that – they're like, okay, how can this be a reaction gif a little bit? Right. Like that right. Did anybody see the favorite F A V O U R I T E? No. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was like this kind of uh, you know, like uh, a courtly uh you know, it's like a it's like a millennial merchant ivory movie. But mm. to, to me, like everything in that movie, like Emma Stone was in it and there's just a lot of like big faces and a lot of big acting, and it was like and I liked the movie, but it did seem like Was that Olivia Coleman as well. It was, yeah, and she's great. And I've she's been meaning really to see, and the rabbits. Yes, and the rabbits. I've been meaning to see that. It was it was really highly regarded, right? Yeah, and it's it, I did like it. I think it's a good movie, mm-hmm. and Olivia Coleman didn't especially she, is very good. Did in she win an Oscar for that? I think she did win an Oscar. Yeah. yeah, but 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 it did seem like there is a there was a try hardness to some of it that like a self consciousness or self awareness. Yeah, I think that yeah. they're like, isn't this crazy? Uh, and I yeah. think there's a little bit of that with Killing Eve, like, like, you know, the, you know, it, the it costumes kind of, they put her in. Yes, and the exactly. Yeah. She's a clown in the third season, mm-hmm. and it kind of, you know, she does a she does a clown murder. Um, right. So yeah, I, I, that boy, that first season is so good. But I like the acting, and I like the characters enough to where I will follow them through this show that is not quite as good. Yeah, um, I I'm just having trouble keeping my interest in this. I will wa- I'm behind in the third season, but I'm finding there to be a bit of a like I just don't care as much. Yeah, it's um and you know that their beha- the beha- their behavior is crazier. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're a little less a little less relatable. But but I still have fun with it and I still think that like it is fun and funny and just like has great acting, so I'm uh so so I'm in, but you know, uh, but I realized that uh, we probably won't get to the season one levels of quality again. Right, right. Ken or Tony, do you guys watch it? I've not seen it. It's on my list of things to watch. But I'll- the first season is so. I also can't remember that one very well, but it's so good. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah it's one either. of the best like recent TV things. I think. Yeah. Is it? Uh, what is it on? I've heard BBC of it. BBC America. America right? Okay. But I think you can watch them on AMC, and they yes. might be. 
Yeah, so I think on one of them. And then maybe they're on Hulu or something now. Anyway, I think they're on one of them. Yeah, yeah. And then did anyone watch AMC's Dispatches from Elsewhere? No, no uh-uh. uh, I did see some ads for it, and it looks kind of cool. It was really good. Uh, I really liked it. Um, I'm kind of bummed that it's over. So I recommend that. Uh, and then we just watched uh, the second season of Dead to Me, which came out like I feel like it had no promotion. And all of a sudden I, I saw yeah. people tweeting about it. Um, I liked the second. I liked the first season, but not as much as it seemed like everyone else did. But the second one, it was almost like a confection. Like I couldn't it couldn't binge it fast enough. Hmm. I had to stop watching the first season because it was making me like really anxious. Uh-huh. Because it was just like, what terrible thing is going to happen? Right. <laughs> so I just I had to stop. It was very good. I was just like, Ugh. you know, it's interesting. Daniel felt that way a bit about the second. Like he was relating to the characters and feeling like I don't want to see. So there's like some very, you know, there's a. I'm trying to. I don't want to spoil anything, but the whole thing centers around the death of someone and then people are sort of hiding. There are a lot of secrets, but it's a comedy, um, a dark comedy, but there's secrets and, and it's got poignant moments. But anyway, I think Daniel was very much identifying with the various characters and feeling like, I don't want to watch people be, uh, you know, dishonest to each other. And, and whereas I was able to just regard it, like I said, more like a confection, like, but it's fiction. It's not real. <laughs> it's interesting. The different things that you know, he, Daniel also <clears throat> doesn't understand how I can watch law and order SVU. And I'm like, yeah. you know, you don't get it. It's almost like a, it's like a video game, a, like a morality play or something yeah. where like, it's very, it's very two dimensional characters. Right. Like the, it's, it's like, very it's flat. like doing an assembly at your school to keep you from yes. uh, drunk driving. <laughs> Right. The stopgap was the name of the troop that stopgap, no means no. They would come in and, do, and put on various things like that. Um, uh, Allison, yeah. I, uh, I watched a little bit of Dead to Me. I'm not caught up. But the thing I uh, – something I liked about it that I would, I would be curious to hear your take on is I thought they got Orange County really well. Yes. Uh, I'm trying to rem- – are you talking about the first season or the second season? Uh, first season. I'm trying to remember how they portray. I mean, I feel like it is filmed in Orange County. Yeah, it, uh, I'm trying to. There's one scene in the first season that they film at Damon's in Glendale, which is one of my favorite tiki. Oh, Damon's is great. Um, and that that was obviously not in Orange County, but that I couldn't watch the scene and be in the scene because I was too busy being like, "Oh, it's Damon's." <laughs> <laughs> um. I I think I had that reaction, but I'm not remembering specifics right now. If thinking they got it. They yeah, I it. think I just remember a an exterior shot of, you know, a very, like, Orange County-looking house mm-hmm. and, you know, just it, it being early in the morning and there being one person on the street and it was a middle-aged guy in a, in a Panama hat on a long skateboard. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, that's the guy who would be out yes. at 7 a.m. in that – in that – yes, I thought that was it's just – It's Donger. Really, yeah, it's a real donger type. Donger's going to go get the papers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, have you guys watched anything that you would recommend? Uh, I am doing Deadwood. I have never done... Uh, I haven't either. I haven't one of either. Daniel's favorites. Yeah. It- I, uh, I've had Jim Beaver on my show twice. Ooh, which one's and, he? Uh, uh, he is the bartender guy. He's on Supernatural as well. 
He was in uh, Watchmen. He's like a real cowboy. But if you, uh, if once you finish Deadwood, not to promote my show, <laughs> but uh, the episodes with him are very good. There's a lot of no, really check that good out. Deadwood Deadwood talk. Cool. In those. Um, yeah, I uh, I didn't watch it in its original run. It was one of those things that people always recommend to me. Yeah, it, it definitely like seems like it's from another era of TV <clears throat> in that it is the like, you know white male anti-hero behaving badly show that maybe we got away from a little bit in recent years but um mm-hmm. it is a very because there was so many of them yeah totally but it is a very good version of that and the, the and it's it's very funny too it's like it's all this great kind of like character-based humor my is- aunt helen my 75 year old aunt helen loved deadwood but she could never remember the name of it and she legitimately calls it cocksucker because <laughs> well, they use the word so much that in that the show. They say a lot. She's like, oh my God, did you see Cocksucker on HBO? <laughs> Jordan, question for you. Would I be able to handle Deadwood given that I don't like a lot of extreme violence? Uh, You know, I, I'd be careful of it. There's a lot of like the, – the main thing in Deadwood that I've noticed violence-wise, there's a lot of – there's two things that come up a lot. A lot of throat cutting and a Dude. lot of like – face pounding a lot of like someone being on top of someone else and just pounding their face while a wet meat sound slaps into the microphone uh, yeah i don't uh, it doesn't sound like something out. it's weird because i consider myself a very squeamish person but like i said yeah. i can handle law and order svu and like there's are certain kinds of violence i can handle but this doesn't sound i don't know i guess killing um, eve has a lot of like slits right. and slashes and stuff like that and I'm pretty much okay with that. I do have to sometimes watch through my fingers. Yeah. And then, did you guys watch You? No. I oh, it was, I mean, it was very like soap opery, but it was good. That had a lot of violence and I was okay with that. But it's like very non-believable. It's like a serial killer show? No, it's like yeah. a stalker show. Okay. Like a- it could be both. Sure. <laughs> yeah. He does stalking and he does serial killing. It was based on a book. The book was a, like a real page turner. Um, and the hero is a murderer. Yeah, it's, I, I found it very watchable. It's I mean, like it's like Twilight cheesy. Dexter. Yes, yes, exactly. Okay, so Jordan's doing Deadwood. What, Tony and Ken, do you guys have any TV recommendations? No pressure if you don't. Uh, I, oh, go ahead. Uh, I've been... There's IMDb TV, which you can get through Amazon, and there's a ton of awesome old stuff streaming through it. And so I've been revisiting Crime Story, which is basically Mad Men Miami Vice. It's Michael Mm. Mann from 1986, and it's Dennis Farina leading a Chicago police force. And it's amazing. And Dennis Farina is like the most Farina-y ever. (laughs) Uh, And it, it everything looks cool, and it's 60s, and it's just really, really good. Um, and IMDb TV also has all three seasons of Spencer for Hire, which is like a complete comfort show for me. And I've been really binging those. <laughs> uh, all right. I have not, I've mostly been rewatching things as I, I think I said before, cause my, my attention span and focus is so bad right now that just like revisiting things every now right. and then like a i can watch like some sort of documentary or something so i think the main new thing i watched like a lot of people i know lots of people have talked about it is the last dance the oh, documentary yeah. on espn about the chicago bulls which i'm not even a basketball guy i watched it some back then uh but uh yeah i can just get sucked into any good documentary and this was really good and i've talked to other people that don't like basketball at all and they really enjoyed it so did you watch the 
Did you watch the Circus of Books documentary that's on Netflix? I started to, and I that's just good. couldn't. I couldn't get into it for some reason. I don't know if it was the mood I was in or what. I, you know, I used to live by the old Circus of Books. I, the story of that is like it used to be is a bookstore that kind of turned into a hub of gay rights in the eighties yeah. because there weren't mm-hmm. enough places for gay people to congregate. Have you seen the documentary? I have not. No, I've heard an oh, interview. Oh, you should with watch the, it. So yeah, no, I, I and I when I first moved to L.A., I lived down the street from Circus of Books. So yeah, the idea of seeing a documentary about it seems pretty cool. Um, I still haven't watched Tiger King. I haven't. I have no interest in watching that. That guy seems like a piece of shit asshole. Well, he who is was yeah. abusing <laughs> abusing animals, but not like I would just spend the whole time being like, I'm going to drive to Florida and kick this guy's head in. <laughs> Is that just yeah. me? Is that just uh, no, me? no, no. That's, but, I think it's a very. I did. I did watch Tiger King and think that it has certain pleasures. But yeah, the, I agree. Uh, but I also understand the argument of like, oh, yeah, it is in a way glorifying these uh, animal abusers. Uh, well, can I ask a question? Sure. What level? Like, what? What is the abuse? Because is it like actually? Is it? Is it? Violence Physical. towards them, or is it like they're in? And I'm not saying either is okay, sure. but is it more like they're in inadequate zoo? Yeah, violence? I think the thing that you see a lot on camera is is the animals being in shitty conditions. Um, and I think in and they kind of allude to some like more harsh abuse that happens off camera. Mm-hmm. But I think as far as like the things you're seeing, it's mostly like you know, underfed animals in a janky homemade zoo that a non-professional insane person made. That actually would be quite upsetting. Yeah. So I, 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 I think that, you know, maybe the argument to watch it was like, oh, it's a national moment thing. And, you know, right. you want to be in the know. But yeah, now that I think uh, the world has moved on, um, there's not a, not a ton of reason to watch Tiger King. And maybe that wasn't even a great one to begin with. So, But it was a reason. It was. I mean, like, it definitely, I was like, maybe I should get in on this. I'm like, "Eh, I'm just going to catch it. It is is full of legitimately, like, fascinating characters. But, um, uh, but, you know, so is Congress, right, guys? (laughs) (laughs) It does take a lot of turns you're not expecting. Like, it'll keep you in. But at this point, you've probably heard about a a lot of the stuff. So, like, yeah. I just know that Carol Baskin killed her husband, I guess. But I don't know who that is. Yeah. Are there more twists than that? Because that's kind of all I know. Yeah, there's definitely more than that. Yeah, it, dole, it it is very good at doling out the twists. Yeah. I will say, yeah, for sure. Well, maybe I will watch it. I also want to watch The Good Trip on Netflix. I don't oh, even I exactly know I what it is. I don't... I just know that I saw... I read something, and so I put it on my list mentally. Um I want to say hello to the new patrons, Viv, Nicole K, Sydney, Aaron, and Nicole H. Hello. Thank you for signing up. I'm excited you're here. Welcome. Reminder, if you want to see this video and you want to see Jordan's hard packs, go to (laughs) patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. You guys, thank you so much for being on the show. This was super fun. Uh, Follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Listen to Childish. Uh, full Childish videos are now up on YouTube, and I'm also just doing more YouTube. I'm trying to become youtube you guys, so please subscribe, youtube.com slash Allison Rosen. Ken, tell everyone where they can find you and what they should look out for. 
Uh, I'm at tvguidancecounselor.com. I'm on all social media at Kenneth W. Reed, R-E-I-D. If you want to see my shopaholic problem in my home, uh, <laughs> I've been posting a lot about that. I've also been doing weird daily videos every day in lockdown of just like weird things in my house uh, that have gotten very elaborate over time. Uh, also, my show is at TV Guidance on everything. And I, too, am putting up a lot more stuff on YouTube, um, some old videos, stuff from old live shows, and just trying to pump content out so cool jordan uh yeah i uh, i do a podcast called jordan jesse go uh it's a it's a a free form chat show not unlike this one um you can find that every uh every week at maximumfun.org uh wherever you get your podcasts also um oh yeah i know i've been plugging this a while but i actually think it's going to come out pretty soon um uh last year i wrote on a tv show called earth to ned it's going to be on disney plus it's a giant alien uh made by the jim henson company that uh interviews celebrities uh on his mothership and uh it was a total blast to work on and uh last i heard that should be uh coming your way soonish so uh yeah keep an eye out for earth to ned if you watch disney plus awesome and tony I'm at Tony Thaxton on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, my podcast, Bizarre Albums, every Tuesday. This week's episode is on the Don Johnson album, Heartbeat. Heartbeat. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I know we're wrapping up the show. I just want to ask a qu- real quick. Uh, is And I know this is going to sound ridiculous. Is anybody else having – because I've talked to a few people that have said the same thing, and it doesn't make any sense. But has anybody else been having things like where you, you're, you think about something randomly and then like – not long after that, it appears in front of you or yes. you get a text from that person or something. Yes. I That's feel been like happening I, to you too? I can't remember them. There's like a few instances of that recently. Yes. It's been happening super weird all the time. Uh, well, today, for so, I was on Twitter this morning and I happened to see one of Ken's tweets, I think. And in my head, I because because of how we've been recording these, I keep thinking right. of... I'm trying to think of people that I know have recording gear. And mm-hmm. when I saw his tweet in my head, I was like, oh, yeah, Ken has recording gear. We could probably have him on the show. And then, like, an hour later, I see your email that says Ken is on the show today. It's I just, read your mind and booked him really fast. Yeah. That's <laughs> how I do it. That's how I do it. <laughs> I wish I could remember what the things were. But, yeah, so Daniel has – I sound like a girl who like just got a boyfriend and talks about him all the time. I feel like I've mentioned Daniel so Daniel's many times. Daniel's not real. <laughs> he is. Daniel has a cool he's car. He's Canada. Yeah. Daniel's exactly. brother's over 21. <laughs> um, I have pictures. You guys, I just got a new phone. Otherwise, I'd show you his picture. Um, but all right. He story ha- checks out. Daniel seems real. <laughs> he has this theory, which I think pop does it pop up in dispatches from elsewhere it might but he has this theory that if you experience a bunch of coincidences that means that you're like in on the right path and i always just right well i mean right now that's that's i'm only laughing because of now right i know i have always thought just thought coincidences were like just a thing that happens i never you know uh drew meaning from them but then I like his way of looking at it because it's like fun and whimsical and hopeful. Um, and so when these few happened recently, which I cannot for the life of me remember, I remember thinking, oh, does that mean I'm on the right path? How silly that would be given that like I'm on no path right now given what's going on. But anyway. Yeah. Well, uh, like Repo Man is a movie that I say if people watch Repo Man, they'll understand me. But they call them plate of shrimp moments. 
And, oh, really? Uh, if you make, yeah, there's a big speech where he's like, someone might say plate or shrimp or plate of shrimp. And then the next thing you know, someone has a plate of shrimp and it's like a whole speech. And so I always call it plate of shrimp moments instead of coincidences. And uh, yeah, there are more plate of shrimp moments lately. Is Why is that though? I bet there's some boring scientific answer that has to do with like a lack of stimulation I'm, or I'm, doing the same thing over and over. I'm sure there's not more of them, but there's less distractions. Yeah. And I feel like you're in, you're thinking about other people more because you're not seeing them as much. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like confirmation bias where you're looking for them. Right. If you know it or not. So then when you see something with them in it, you connect it, whereas you wouldn't have otherwise because it's just business as usual. Maybe. Is time going fast or slow for you guys right now? Because at the beginning, it was going so slow, and now it's kind of zipping by again. I got to where it was zipping by again, but then the last, like, three days have felt like an eternity to me. Mm. I don't know why. It speeds up and slows down. It doesn't seem very consistent for me. Yeah, I cannot cannot predict that stuff. I I, I agree. It definitely definitely seems like there's just a insane person twisting a dial randomly about uh yeah how long is this day gonna be are you gonna feel uh terrible or amazing you know are you gonna get 12 hours of sleep or two hours of sleep it's definitely yeah it definitely feels uh erratic which is weird because everything is so you know flat so have you despite what we said about not talking to despite what we were talking about deciding that podcasts are better when you don't talk about it too much i'm now going to talk about it a little bit um, have, are you guys loosening up your lockdown? No, I have not left the house. I, I left the The first week I went out grocery shopping is like one of my pleasures in life, mm-hmm. which sounds stupid, but no, that's like, one I of like mine. It. I like it too. I love it. Grocery I go, shopping's yeah. Fun. Sunday was like my moment. And so when I got back, I think I went out three times and by the third time it started really, really, really bothering me. Like it freaked mm-hmm. me out. And so that was six weeks ago and I hadn't left the house since then. I just have everything ordered. And then last Saturday I had to go pick up a prescription and I went through like the Walgreens drive through and it still freaked me out. Like I was like, I don't want to ever leave my house. Like I'm yeah. perfectly content with not leaving. Mm-hmm. What about you guys? Yeah. I, I, I've, you know, I think, I think, you know, I've, I've definitely done a couple of things. Like I, you know, during my, my, so my mom still lives in Orange County, you know, about, about an hour away from LA. So like for Mother's Day, you know, we did a thing where we all like got around a picnic table and like sat six feet away mm-hmm. and like waved at each other and, you know, I handed her off a card. So, so yeah. So, you know, like I've, I, I've done some kind of things like that. Some very like, you know, outdoors, right. Outdoor, uh, kind of sad, <laughs> sad yeah. togethers. Um, yeah, those, those things, they've, they've kind of proven to be both happy and sad at the same time. Right. Yeah. That's the experience I had too, where, cause I, I had some friends a couple weekends ago come over and we just hung out in my backyard same same kind of thing, you know, kept our distance in the backyard and then uh and it was nice. It was great to hang out with people, but then like as soon as they left, it was I kind of just like got really bummed out. It was just like a yeah, tease yeah. kind of that feeling when they walk when cuz I my I've now done it twice. My friend Trevor came over on my birthday and sat like 12 feet away from me in the front and we just talked and then Izzy, our friends Izzy and Jordan drove over and they sat in their car and we sat in our driveway and talked. Oh, that's nice. And 
with Trevor especially, maybe because he wasn't in a car, when he got up to leave and it was just he left from his 12 feet away position and there was no hug, that like felt very like ho-hum, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Sad. And we I still haven't seen my parents. I do think we could do something like, you know, seeing them outside. But with the kids, I just – I don't know how Elliot doesn't hug them. Right. And I think that would just be too hard to try to explain it to him. Yeah. And too hard for them. And I don't, I don't know, but I do find that I, my resolve is like eroding a little bit, especially with all these emails I'm getting. And this just shows my age group of like doctor's offices that are now reopening and seeing patients. And it's like, I I don't know, but you know, but I don't, I don't feel like the risk is going away. No, I mean, literally nothing has changed between March 1st and today, except 90,000 people are dead. So I don't understand why everyone's acting like it's over and we're fine. Um, Right. Right. Yeah. And I'm not, I mean, I I sound crazy, but literally nothing is different. Um, Like, no, you don't say, you don't sound crazy. I mean, that's the reality. I I think it's just like, oh, we can't maintain this level of lockdown forever. So fuck it. Everyone's on their own. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah. And it's weird. Cause like, I'm not freaked out about getting it and like getting sick. Like I'm just like the whole dystopian nature of everything freaks me out and mm-hmm. the selfishness of people. And also I'm terrified that I would like give it to my wife and she would right. get sick. Like that would be worse than me getting it. Um, but like, like Saturday I have to go take Ted, the poodle to the vet for his shots. He's like a month late and they have a whole weird system at the vet now where like you have to have a full like gloves and a mask, which I would wear anyway. You park at a numbered cone. Then you Mm. call them and tell them what number you're at. And then they come and get the dog from the car and like take them away. Like it just, I'm like, this is like freakish. The, The fact that we have a normal procedure now, normal procedure now for that freaks me out more than if we just couldn't do it. Right. Right. We have a pediatrician appointment for Owen on Friday and I need to call to find out, like, are we still having that? I don't know. I mean, I assume we are, but anyway. Well, I'm glad that we could end on a high point. (laughs) Sorry. Blame me for that. No, no. (laughs) Hey, maybe uh, is Donger around? Can he close out the show? (laughs) Donger's filled with antibodies. Uh, Yeah. They're going to make my blood into the serum that cures it. (laughs) You guys, thank you so much. Um, It was really great to see your faces. Yeah. This was really fun. I definitely always look forward to coming on the show, but uh, now especially. Thank you. Um, Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Alice and Rosen show? 